Welcome to the Product and Cake podcast. Today, as always, with Gonche Tavosi. Hello, Paul. How are you? I'm good, and I am Paul Luno, and together we are driving you through the crazy product management world and give you some connections into the brain. So, Perfect. Yeah, and close. But anyway, <laughs> it's a podcast. We can train every episode again. We have a super interesting topic um, because you gave us a talk just recently. Yeah, I did. And it was really nice. It was super nice that you did it basically and that Mobility A sponsors also the, the... Yeah, so the talk was at a conference called Unicorns in Tech. It is a conference that focuses a lot on diversity, equity and inclusion, specifically for queer people or people uh, of LGBTQIA plus family in the workspace and in the tech workspace, definitely, uh, specifically. So yeah, I was I was a speaker there, and I was also a part of a panel discussion there, and it was very interesting. I was really happy to be a part of that. And Mobile and eBay Klein and Zagen both have sponsored the event as well. Great. And yeah. when I read about your talk and your presentation, and we, of course, had the internal... Um, the internal notifications in the Slack channels, then I totally misunderstood the topic because I thought mm -hmm. it's about diverse teams because this is more or less a default thing that is happening everywhere yeah. and everyone is saying, hey, we need to include everyone into the team. But when you set the title where product meets DEI, then you meant basically um, what the product can do. Yeah, exactly. So I started my conversation with So giving some uh, personal points and some personal background stories of why I'm going to make this talk. But what I asked everyone to take home with after the talk was to know that the products that we make hold a lot of power. And it is extremely important for each and every person who works in an, any technological company to know that and to leverage that for good. And by any person, I mean literally any person, from HR to sales to product managers to tech to customer support, every single person within the company that has a product or service has that power. Yes. Because, for example, the HR supports the recruitment process. So it is extremely important for the HR person to know that they have power over the product. It is extremely important for the product manager to know the power that the product that they, they on a day-to-day -day work on um, has a lot of power on a lot of people who are the users. Yeah. And especially as product managers, we are starting to write personas and we try to get the yeah. picture of who is using our product. But even in, from that perspective, it is so important to think about who else maybe needs to use the product or yeah. should be yeah. able to use or is already excluded because of certain decisions that were taken before. Yeah, exactly. And this is a very interesting point that we are uh, getting at. It is a dilemma of 
user persona. It is extremely helpful. It is extremely useful for getting things started. But also what we often do in the beginning of user persona creation, we start to characterize the user's specifications, not necessarily the need of the user, but the user type. So is this user female or male? How much money does you, does this user have? And all of those this things that are not necessarily relevant to the need and the job to be done. Nice. Yeah, that's super important. Going from personas over to needs, mm -hmm. that really sounds like another episode. Yeah. We will uh, we link in the show notes <laughs> as soon as we did it. But now you made three very important points about DEI. And the first one is belonging. So expanding what is possible for everyone. That is exactly what you just mentioned, right? That yeah. we need to talk about the needs of our users, no matter where they come from, what they do, what they enjoy doing, however. Yeah, exactly. So it is true that we want to focus on everyone that has that specific need. So our, our product is solving that need, no matter the user. But also it is during the time that we are work going to work on belonging, which is one of the three aspects of DEI, which also DEI is short for diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, it is extremely important that addressing barriers for everyone means taking targeted action. So when we are actually going to start with defining areas of what we can do in our product to make sure everyone is included, to think about how our product is going to impact users and actively work on the processes that leads to exclusion of a specific user groups and then actively invite those specific users to be the testers of mm -hmm. the product. So it is also a tra tragedy of data here that without giving it inclusive input, we cannot expect inclusive output. Yeah. So it is extremely important. Who are the users that we interview? Who are the users that we invite for usability tests? Yes. The first thing is always the team itself, right? Mm. I mean, uh, yeah. and especially the product managers who think about uh, requirements and products to build. Yeah. And then obviously... The, Most of the times, the next step is to go into testing and yeah. select a few people, talk to and get their first feedback on early drafts. Yeah, and of course. You can really control the product you are building if you really take care of who you are talking to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that has a huge impact. And the people that we talk to, it is extremely important because you don't necessarily need to come from a marginalized background to give voice to those people. You, you have the ability to, to interview people. You have the ability to leave space and give space to specific uh, groups or specific people who can then help you and guide you. Yeah, especially if you take a look at the needs. Right? Exactly. Again. And do you have a good example for products that make made a good job or a bad job also in, in the topic belonging? Right now, I think a lot of things that are coming up are from the from Google, also Alphabet in general. So we see a lot of features that Google has recently added uh, from their Pixel 6 camera that has been designed specifically with inclusivity in mind. So people of color will be pictured more through, through to natural color that they have. So as an example, I 
tend to be quite whitewashed when a photo is taken of me uh, with an iPhone. But I feel, at least I felt that with a Pixel 6, I look more like my actual color. And also Google is doing a lot with uh, CC, with closed captions on every product that they have. They actually built a specific uh, product called Transcribe that... um, CCs that does the uh, transcription of every single uh, conversation that you have if you if you allow it. Mm-hmm. So it automatically transcribes everything. And they recently added CC to Google Meet um, for for our like our company uses Google Meet quite a lot mm-hmm. uh, for our meetings because we are still in uh, virtual times. And CC is really helpful and. Again, this is in this case it doesn't necessarily matter if you your users are people who have hearing disabilities or need hearing aid or if the user has a kid and the kid is sleeping at the time that you are in the meeting. Yeah, or screaming. Or yeah. screaming, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the important thing that is that when we take care of our users, when we think of the need and try to solve for that, and we do this with an inclusive lens. We are not going to only solve things for specific target groups. Mm-hmm. We are going to expand what's possible for all of our users. Yes, exactly. Um, super well said. Thank you for bringing it up. And it's just the first of three points at all. Yep. <laughs> so second one, you named the trust and safety to ensure our users are physical and psychological safety during their journey. Yeah. What's yeah. meant with that? So as soon as we we hit the needs, we need to make sure that we take care about the people. Yeah, exactly. So one thing that came out of this was GDPR. And yes, GDPR is now a rule that everyone needs to follow. But the reasoning behind GDPR is extremely important. It is ensuring user safety through their journey. It is It means that if I'm not a tech-savvy person and I don't know which products are going to use my data in which ways, at least there is something that can protect me. And it is, I, I find it my duty to take care of my users, to make sure that my users' information and data is safe, to not only make sure that their data is safe, but also psychologically they feel safe with the features and the information that my product gives them yeah um i think this is an important point especially you can't oversee all the consequences your product have so maybe you are thinking i'm just building a a, a stupid simple website for selling products Mm -hmm. or for offering private deals to other private people and you don't think that anyone at all is interested in your data but you can't oversee all the development that happens everywhere like if the government is changing for example or the people have a different approach on mining data at all then it could be super super dangerous if you do not take care about the data you are saving and yeah how you treat the user data and if you really take care of what the users are doing and how they are using your product yeah and also we live in a time that it is not very uncommon for people to um, have said something or have a specific beliefs that might not necessarily be aligned with 
some countries in the world. And this data can be extremely dangerous for people's livelihood in if they want to travel to those countries. If they and and they might not necessarily notice that okay probably they have said something on that product or that web blog 10 years ago and then they travel to a country and then get they get arrested because something they said 10 years ago on a web blog that no one cared about so the way that we treat data is uh, i believe is one of the most important things and most important responsibilities with, that we have but also we work on mobile and um, all most of Adventa companies are also classified. Another important aspect of trust and safety is a scam mm -hmm. that um, usually classified can be a hotspot for that because it is a platform and it is consumer to consumer for, for the most part. Yeah, that's right. So again, here we can say, we can just wash our hands and say, oh, it happened offline. The users started communicating on... WhatsApp instead of our internal uh, company chat, internal uh, product chat, and they went to WhatsApp. So it's not our problem if they get scammed there. And we do not show, we do not talk about it. It's a taboo topic. This is not going to be very sustainable in the long run because the scam will happen, and we are not informing our users how to deal with it, how to avoid it. And then it will make a bad name for our, for the company. So what we can do is try to educate users, try to teach them what are the scams and also provide them ways to alert us when they see it. And it is super important to keep that in mind and also to stay motivated and to remind yeah. each of us again of this importance because educating users could be a super frustrating job. Because people are not reading, they are misinterpreting things, they are get things wrong at all. And also, when we try, I mean, Adevinta is a huge company, right? But it's yeah. still hard for us to build a messenger that is more usable than WhatsApp. And yeah. that has a lot of reasons. Um, and to, to stay to that, um, how do you call them, believing points or... Mm. Um, guidelines to stay to stick to them and say anyway we need to go the hard way and we need to make sure that trust and safety plays an important role at our place even though there are users who say your messenger app is uh, not the best one i will use whatsapp it's more convenience to me than to stick to communicating to educating and to help the users even though most of them will never get in touch with scam Yeah. Oh, that's maybe a broad, <laughs> broad saying. Let's see. I don't have the numbers for that. Yeah, me neither. And also it is, ex uh, so psychological safety is another aspect of it. And it's not necessarily about a scam as well. It is also about how we are providing information for the users to go to the next step. So as an example, on Mobile, we have a... Uh, price suggester. So these bars that uh, you see on Mobile's product for each listing that tells the user if it's a good deal, if it's a bad deal. So it's a very simple thing. I mean, not from the technical aspects. There is a lot of machine learning algorithms behind it. But from the when as a user, when I see it, it is very simple. It's just a bar that shows me either it's very green or it's yellow or it's red. Like 
super simple. But as a user, it makes me very safe to know that, okay, it's a good deal. This I trust this bar, and yeah, it, it is a good deal. I will move on with it. And as I'm not a... Uh, I'm not the car savvy person. I don't know much about cars, but this helps me a lot when I'm when I want to buy a car. And we have a lot of similar things that is not necessarily um, about what to avoid, but it is assuring you how to go to the next step. The trust thing is super important because it's hard to build on tech side. It's hard to build into the product because the information is repeated all over again and it still needs to be obvious, but not too obvious. Mm -hmm. And But then also generating this trust is a super hard job yeah. that the people really believe, okay, there's someone who wants to help me and they trust the company and not yeah. interpreting that as an advertisement. And also there is one example that, Some people might find it a little bit hard that to put it in this category, but I, I think it is in this category. Is I don't know if you have seen it or not. On Google Maps, when you go to the details of locations, some of them have a rainbow heart mm -hmm. uh, on it and says it is LGBTQIA plus friendly. This is an extremely good example of very simple thing, but it is extremely important for psychological safety. If I want to go to a bar, if I want to go to a barber shop, it is I, I would like to know if I'm going to be safe there or not. Mm -hmm. So um, I, th I, I, I do put this as, a, as another example of this psychological safety thing. Impressive. Yeah. I will take care of that. I saw it once or two, but... Um It's an uh, interesting change. They also do a lot. Yeah. And all of that, as mentioned already, is hard to do and difficult to talk about and it mm -hmm. takes a lot of effort. And then suddenly everything collapses and the next crisis is popping up. And then we as a product managers with a product that is used by millions of people need to support our users through critical moments. Yep. The third one is crisis response. So it is... As a product manager, as someone who has the ability, has the power over um, the product, and again, I mentioned that everyone has a power over a product, uh, it is extremely important to support users through these times. So we, usually products and companies do it in two ways. Either is provide information or provide support. Provide information um, means that it is in times of crisis, it is extremely important to have access to validated and trustable information for users. So if we have the opportunity to do so, we, we need to. As an example, something that Twitter did recently for the crisis that is happening in Iran or the um, and Twitter support account started writing information, providing uh, information in Farsi. Mm -hmm. And usually they tweet only in English, but it, it is extremely useful information and it is validated. And it, it was amazing to see that. And then provide support is you need to take and support communities to recover and build resilience for future. So something as an example, Babel did recently was... Uh, not only they provided free language courses for Ukrainians, uh, so the app is completely free uh, for premium version, 
but also they have translated the whole app in Ukrainian for for the users. So this is another point of prov- uh, providing support. And it is helping not only to recover, but also to build resilience, to be able to find a job, for example, in Germany. Yeah, definitely. That's impressive. And all of that goes back to good product management in the end, that yeah. you worked hard on an app that is easily translatable, for example. Very good point, yeah. And you mentioned that everyone is... Um, responsible for to follow that basically so it's not only the product manager yeah. but in the end it's the job of the product manager to bring that needs together and to bring attention to these topics to prepare it to make sure we are asking the right questions um, get in touch with different people and also push for the solutions right is yeah. if everything anything is happening then to stand up and say, hey, we can't change anything. We can change something. Yeah, yeah. Very good point. Yeah, I completely agree. So thank you very much for rushing through your 56 <laughs> slides of presentation <laughs> in just a few minutes. It was um, very interesting and I assume it's just uh, scratching the surface of this exactly. whole topic. So would you uh, will you publish your yes, presentation? Yes, we can share the links to the notes as well super nice and then we are looking forward to your feedback and your initiatives to support DEI and products yep let's go that's the intro and we want to go with the outro now because it's the end of this podcast episode right and the next one <laughs> is already in the making so make sure you subscribe and like and rate and give us your feedback Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. All right. So thank you for listening up to this point. I really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. And if you have any feedback for us, we would love to hear it, right? Yes, totally. Feedback and questions and also opposite opinions are always welcome. And also, if you have any recommendation for us, what topic to talk about, if you have any person in mind that you think we should interview for any specific topic you have in mind, we would love to hear that. So you can send it to us via email. Yeah, sure. Or via social media networks. You will find us, I guess. Yes, there will be some info of how to contact us in the description. Yeah, Look or, for it. Or send it via snail mail to mobility office and write <laughs> CO product and cake podcast. So a lot of people will know about the podcast then. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Let's do it. Thank you. And bye again.